This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Right now that time, 818, you're tuned to WGNS on this Monday morning. Today is the 7th of June, and Dr. Craig McCabe, eye doctor, is in studio with us this morning. How are you? I am doing great. I enjoyed the nice weather with a little cool rain for the garden this weekend. Uh, Everything, I think, is just splendid this time, and hopefully the real heat will hold off a little bit longer. I I hope so. You know, it was really hot, though, on Saturday. It was was warm. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, I've been uh, working on the house, doing a little remodeling, and so I had the uh, pleasure of being in the A.C., but uh, did uh, mow the yard, and uh, you know, um, it's uh, it's what heading into the middle of June, and we had a, a pretty mild spring, I think you'd have to say. And it seems to me, and I have no um, evidence on this, but it seems like it seems to get stay warmer later into the year. It does. I don't know if you've noticed that over the past <laughs> decade or two here. But uh, it seems like it to me. It, it definitely does. By the way, you can call in questions or text them to us at 615-893-1450. If you have a question or two for Dr. McCabe, 615-893-1450. Now, I did hear some parts of the country, it's such a bad heat wave that they're calling schools out. And, of course, school year's about over anyway for most uh, states, I would say. But some schools aren't even going to have sessions because of the heat. Yeah, I, I, especially I know uh, the ones that have been moved into portables that maybe don't have quite the HVAC system that the uh, regular brick-and-mortar school does. But, uh, y- you know, it's, it's hot. And for some of them, it's cooler in a warm classroom than it is in their own home. Yeah. So they may not want school to be out for the heat because it's cooler in school for them. Bless their hearts. So... Uh, you know, I remember those uh, days. I think we all do. And uh, kids are kids are tough. You know, kids kids bounce back. You know, I mean, you get older, you gotta just uh, hit the floor and lay there. You don't bounce right back up. So they're they're gonna be okay. You know, I, I was talking to somebody this weekend about dry heat in places like California versus the humidity here. And you know, it seems like when it's 100 degrees here and humid. That feels worse than 110 degrees in California where it's dry. Yeah, you know, it all depends upon whether it's greater than, say, uh, 99 degrees. Because once you hit that, then your body becomes a heat sink for the environment, right? Heat goes to where it is cooler. And once your body is cooler than the environment, you know, it's hard for you, even through sweating or panting or whatever we're doing, to get rid of that heat because the heat's coming at us rather than us radiating it away. So yeah, that's tough. And, um, you know, a lot of people uh, will not stay hydrated as well as they should in the heat. And that's probably one of the biggest things is to stay hydrated. And, uh, you know, you have a lot greater effects on your cardiovascular system. But, of course, people 
who have a touch of a dry eye problem will get more of a dry eye problem and they'll get it specifically from air blowing on their eyes. So they've got the car vents in their car aimed at their face. And my recommendation is, heck yeah, you got to have that AC <laughs> on, but try to aim it up or down or side to side away from your face. And if you can, try not to sleep under a ceiling fan. Believe it or not, that dries your mm. eyes out quite a bit. And those are just two of the easy environmental things to do to keep you from having a dry eye in this heat. Now, I'm curious, if you're somebody who eats, let's say, a lot of spicy foods throughout the day, and in the summer, of course, you sweat it off, and as you sweat, will your own sweat, your own perspiration, will that cause your eyes to sting and, and hurt because of the diet you have? You know, your, your tears are very well regulated from the lacrimal glands, which are just underneath the eyebrows on the side of your eyes, and then as you blink... The tears enter your eyes through small glands and then drain down the tear ducts, which are down the side of your nose. Many people think tears lubricate your eyes from the tear duct, and they're not. They're actually the exit drain hole with which tears get out of your eyes. But, you know, as we sweat, we lose a lot of electrolytes. So you got to make sure besides water, you're getting electrolytes as well. But unless you get, and those electrolytes are salty, right? They're salts. So if you get sweat in your eyes, boy, that does sting because it's real salty. It's like putting salt water, concentrated salt water in your eyes. You know, it does sting like salt in a wound or something. But as long as you're using the artificial teardrops that are available, and I would just say stay with the brand names, but as long as you do that, they're available in any pharmacy, uh, that's going to help you and you're going to do well. But if those... Artificial teardrops, that lubrication only lasts a few minutes, and then your eyes feel scratchy, gritty, sandy. Then you're having a more significant dry eye problem, and you need to come into your eye care professional and have them treat that with more than just artificial teardrops because that obviously isn't doing the job. Yeah. Uh, here's a question. It says, I was recently at the beach with my kids, and I told them <laughs> it is safe to open your eyes in the water and it didn't hurt, is it bad for me? <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Was, you know, um, of course, uh, there's all kind of things in the beach, and sometimes there's a red tide in those months that have R's in them and all these kind of things that people <laughs> at the beach know very well. But, no, it's fine to open your eyes for short periods of time, and you certainly don't want to run into anything. Um, of course, you can always get foreign bodies in your eyes. Sand at the beach is probably one of the main things. So wrap around sunglasses, of course, and a hat, you know, if not for anything but UV protection. But it'll also protect you from the sand going in your eyes. Those are just kind of common sense things that anybody who's a true beachgoer knows about these. You know, sand in the eye would feel miserable. I, I've, luckily, I've never had that, but that would... That'd be rough. Yeah, you know, keep a bottle of those artificial teardrops uh, in your car or in a bag or something. And whenever those things happen, the best thing you can do is immediately try to flush it out. Now, when you say the artificial tears to flush your eyes out and stuff, there is that different from the, the, I don't know, that safety rinse that they have that you can buy for your eyes? You know, the, the safety rinse is, is good, and it's cheap. It's typically called eye wash. 
uh, again, available at any pharmacy. Uh, it's, it's not uh, as soothing as is the artificial uh, teardrops. They are very well pH balanced, uh, osmolarity balanced, and uh, are very soothing to the eye, and they typically coat the eye and last for a while, where the eye wash is uh, pretty much just uh, buffered saline that uh, does not last uh, long at all. It's for an emergency, I guess, basically. Yeah, and, you know, if you do, you know, people are out spraying their lawns or their gardens with chemicals. If, perchance, you're unfortunate enough to get a chemical in your eye, the number one first thing you should do even before calling 911 or anything like that, is to immediately hold your eyelids open with your thumb and forefinger as well as you can. And if all you have is a garden hose, which isn't the cleanest water, it's still the best thing to try to dilute and wash that chemical out. But of course, if you have a bottle of eye wash in the cabinet at home readily available, uh, then go in and use it as well. But you have to wash your eye for a few minutes. Don't think it's like 10, 30 seconds. You've got to do it for a few minutes. Uh, what will happen is that actually solutes or salts will form when the liquid comes out of those chemicals, leaving the salts behind, and they'll stick under the eyelids. And so you'll have this gradual release of either an acid or a base or a uh, some kind of organic chemical that uh, can irritate and burn your eyes. Anybody who's used cleaning sprays or spray poison for the grass, they've probably got some of that in their eyes at some point. How dangerous is it to get that stuff in your eyes? Like like Windex, for example. You know, that's something we all use. How bad is that on your eyes to get that in there? You know, uh, actually, bases are worse than acids on the pH spectrum and uh, Windex is just a very 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 mild base has a little bit of ammonia in it as you know and uh, yeah it'll sting rinse it out but it's not going to cause significant damage however organic cleaners things that you're going to use to clean more serious things and, and they'll have warnings on the bottle you know don't get this in the eye if you do immediately flush it out uh, and then if it still stings or it's red or it's affecting your vision, uh, if you can call up your eye care professional and go to them immediately, or uh, if they're not available, go to the local ER. One of the things they'll do is they'll flip your eyelid under and over and they'll test with some pH paper to see if your tears are neutral, which is a pH between 7 and 7.4 or so. And if it is, uh, then it's typically safe. But like I said, if you've still got crystals in there, then they will take another 15 minutes with a special called Morgani contact lens and rinse out your eye even further. So like I said, rinsing it out, diluting it out, that's the main thing you should do immediately. And if you don't have a bottle of that eye wash at home, you should buy one and just keep it in the cabinet sealed. It uh, lasts quite a while and it's cheap. Now, here's an interesting question, and, and this, I guess, brings up a new subject that I, I never even thought of. But it says, my wife was in the hospital being treated for an infection. They gave her an <laughs> antibiotic that she had an allergic reaction to, and that was Friday. And since that time, she continues to have vision problems due to the antibiotic. At least that's what they think. It's because of the negative reaction to the antibiotic. 
Is hmm. that is that possible to tie those two together? Yeah, if you're not getting it directly in your eye, and you, uh, I assume by reaction they mean maybe an allergy. So allergies are typically the hallmarks are you get a rash on your skin. Uh, you may have difficulty swelling. You may feel like your tongue or your throat kind of swell up. Those are definitely allergy things. And then the others are typically side effects of whatever medication. Maybe it upsets your stomach or whatever makes you, gives you vertigo or something. Those are side effects of the medication. And many medicines, and I don't want to say all, but it seems like it. If you read the indication on it and the cautions, it'll say one of the things they list, it'll be blurred vision. Uh, but uh, again, that's a side effect. But I'd have to know exactly what it was, um, what the issue is. But if you're having a problem with it and it's a sudden change in vision, uh, you should definitely go see your eye doctor and get that checked out right away. You know, it, it's interesting, I, I guess, to note or to kind of remember that a side effect is not necessarily an allergic reaction to a medication. And those are two very different things. Yeah, and, and you may not want it. However... If you're in a situation where you need to have a certain class of medications, you don't want to have that ruled out from the doctor's palette of treatments for you if it is a side effect and not an allergy. Because the, the allergies can be life-threatening if they're strong enough, but a side effect often they can take care of with another medication or something, but if they need it to treat something serious, you want to have that available. So you should say, whenever you say, I'm allergic to this, you should say what reaction you had to it. And then the doctors or nurses will be able to better decide whether that actually is a true allergy or just a side effect. So why is blurred vision often a side effect to a lot of different medications? Yeah, and, and we've talked about this uh, before on the show, but it's because many of them cause a dry eye problem. And, you know, I've, I've said before that the tear film air interface as an image or the light from an image hits uh, your eye and you're trying to see with it, that actually that tear film air interface accounts for 70% of all the focusing power of the eye. Very few people know that. 70%, 30% is from the lens inside your eye, but 70% is from that air tear film interface. And uh, anyone who comes uh, to our office knows that we treat dry eyes very aggressively because no matter what your problem is, it is made worse by a dry eye problem. And lots of times treating the dry eye problem makes everything better with your eyes. Comfort, redness, and certainly vision. With allergies this time of year, would the dry eye issue be the biggest problem or would it be, you know, dry eyes causing the itchiness and, and so forth? Uh, what, what is the biggest issue in allergies this time of year? So they often go hand in hand because no matter whether it's dry eyes or allergies, your eyes are ir easily irritated and so they'll make a dry eye problem worse, and they'll make an allergy problem worse that may or may not have been noticed uh, if you didn't have one or the other. But the hallmarks are, in a dry eye, it's more of a foreign body sensation, sandy, gritty, um, intermittently blurry. 
whereas with an allergy, it itches, and you want to rub your eyes. And that may feel good for a few minutes, but it actually makes it worse. It releases these bad chemicals called cytokines from your eyelids and eyelid glands, and they cause more inflammation, redness, and more irritation to your eye. So try not to rub your eyes. Instead, like we said, put in some pH uh, balanced lubricating artificial teardrops. They will soothe it and often dilute whether it be an allergen in there or help treat the dry eye problem. Dr. Craig McCabe, eye doctor, on the air with us and in studio. You can call us or text us any questions you may have, 615-893-1450. Now, you've said several times throughout the morning, pH balanced. When talking about eye drops, what about, you know, those the nasal rinse? I think they're called, what, the neti pots that you rinse your sinuses out with those are supposed to be ph balanced as well so Mm -hmm. what is this ph balance and why is it so important versus just plain tap water yeah there's also uh ocean spray that's another one not the grapefruit juice (laughs) don't put that in your eye (laughs) but uh, the one for your nose and all they do is kind of rinse out dilute out the allergen that may be there and it's totally safe Uh, You're not going to have an allergy to that unless it's to thimerosal or whatever preservative BAK that may be in it, and that's rare. So they're they're typically very safe to use, and of course they're over the counter. Now, as far as pH, you know that you know seven to seven point four is pH balanced, and that's about what our tear film is, what our blood is, the mucous membranes. Uh, in our GI tract. So that's what's going to be comforting and soothing. There's also osmolarity balanced, which is the amount of solutes in it. So there's these different things that make medicines better tolerated than others, whether it be over-counter or prescription. That's interesting. Is that also true for medicines that you take orally, like like a pill? Is there a balance to those as well? Uh, Yeah, not as much. You know, some will give you uh, GI upset because they uh, are not, you know, and even the eye drops that we use, some of the generic eye drops uh, sting because they're a little bit acidic. And the ones that are pH balanced are not. At times they'll feel soothing where the same category of medicine in a generic typically uh, is not pH balanced and it stings when it put, when you put it in your eye. And if your eye is a little bit irritated to begin with, then it stings even more so. Um, and unfortunately, and this is, you know, kind of a commentary on uh, pre- prescription drug care these days, is that the insurance companies will pay for the cheaper ones rather than ones that are a few bucks more and typically the cheaper ones are the ones that sting maybe you have to take it more times a day than the brand names which maybe only have to take once a day and don't sting so uh, it all depends upon your drug insurance and although it's not this time of year but coming up in november and december please make sure that when you're looking at changing your insurance you absolutely consider the medications you take that that's really you know i've never heard this before because you're saying 
it'll be a, a label, I guess, on it. It'll say pH balance, or it won't say it at all. But that's something I guess we should look for when purchasing eye drops. Yeah, but you know, there's so much stuff and so many big words on that right. list of ingredients, and and most people, you know, haven't taken biochemistry or chemistry and don't know what they are, what the polymers are. Uh, but as soon as you put it in your eye, you'll know, and that's kind of the litmus test. And even with medications we take orally, so it sounds like the cheaper medications, the generic ones, are not properly balanced, <clears throat> but they have the same medications in them for the most part that. I guess heal you or that's the goal same class of medications but right. they lack that balance which then causes the stomach ache or the cramping whatever it is that goes along with it yeah they'll have more side effects mm -hmm. you know it, the world of of medications the world of <clears throat> pharmaceutical things is so much bigger than i think people realize and, and purchasing just medicine is such it can be a daunting task, really. Oh, oh my gosh, and, and you're pretty much funneled or forced into it like you don't have much choice because unless the doctor uses this medication for you, which is totally directed by your insurance, it's oftentimes not the one he feels is best because he knows it'll have more side effects or that you gotta use it more times a day. And if you gotta use it more times a day, you're less likely to be 100% compliant with taking all the doses every day like you're supposed to. And so it's not as good a care. And, uh, but it may save the insurers, you know, a few bucks a day per life insured. And so they go with that one and then they make it more difficult for the doctor to get, you know, a pre-approval uh, to get another medicine unless they've tried one or two of the cheap ones first. You may have opened up a lot of people asking questions that are not eye-related here. <laughs> yeah. uh, but this person says, My son has attention deficit disorder and takes Adderall daily before school, but complains of a stomach ache each day, and he takes the generic Adderall. So mm -hmm. with that being said, is there a pH balance in Adderall versus generic Adderall? Yeah, boy, and I'll tell you, for all these things for which you may be having a side effect, absolutely consult your health care provider because the ones that prescribe these medicines are going to be the expert on it. Now you can always, if you want, Google it and see what the side effects of certain medications are. But if you know, if you have a tender tummy, so to speak, you know, you have GI irritation, then, you know, before you get started on a medication, when a doctor or a nurse practitioner or something wants you to start on it, then say to them, well, you know, I, I tend, I have reflux or I have a tender uh, stomach or I have a history of an ulcer, whatever it is, and uh, let them know and say, you know, can I feel comfortable using this that it won't bother me? And maybe they'll pick something better for you. But unless you have an active discussion with your healthcare provider, and let me say, nowadays, with doctors, you know, being forced to see more patients and all these kind of things because of insurance things, once again, you know, make sure that you're playing an active part in your health care. You know, talk to your physician. You know, you want to know what the risk benefits and alternatives are, whether it be a medication or be a procedure. And if you're not getting explained that by the person that's writing that for you or going to do that procedure for you, the surgeon, you know, you need to consider that may not be the best care. You may need to look elsewhere. And there's so many doctors available now. You know, it's really important that you're seeing one that 
you know, you really feel like they care about you and they care about your issues and they're going to take some time to sit down and talk to you about it. But there really is a difference with generic versus name brand medication, it sounds like. And all these years, I've just told myself, well, I want the generic because it's cheaper. But it sounds like there really is a difference there. Yeah, if you look into it, like the, the FDA guidelines on this, is that actually a generic medication of the active ingredient, okay, has to be similar in class, but can only be... It can be as little as 80% of the potency of the brand name medicine and still be called equivalent, where it's 20% less efficacious. They're not really equivalent, are they? You know, in, in science, it's a difference more than 5% is considered statistically significant. But here it can be 80% of the amount and still considered that. They can have differs, differences in their buffers. They can have differences in their solutes and these other things that make up the vehicle or the other things that aren't the active ingredient, the are the inactive ingredient. They can have a different pH. So, Yes, the active ingredient has to be very similar, but it can be 20% off and still be called uh, equitable or similar, and they can have difference in other things in them. And, you know, the generics don't go through the same FDA regulation guidelines that a brand name drug does. So uh, if, you know, if you have a problem with that, discuss it with your doctor, and they'll determine the best course of action for you. So there is a 20% difference sometimes in a generic drug versus a non-generic name brand drug. There can be, yes. That, I mean, that says a lot because you take, for example, uh, a small thing of, of fentanyl, you know, because we hear all this talk about fentanyl and how dangerous it is and how drug dealers are using it to, to you know, I guess go into their drug sales. But you look at a grain of salt and look at a, a grain of fentanyl if you could and say well, this is potent enough to put an elephant to sleep right but if it's 20 percent different than this other version of it over here it's not going to have the same impact and it's not going to be as potent is it no they they can vary in that and as much uh once they get outside of 20 percent then they it is not equitable but that's uh the fda uh guidelines and so you know, not all medicines are the same. Now, there. Let, let me say, in defense of generics, there are some generics that are really pretty much the same, okay? But then there are some that are not. And anyone who uh, has uh, been through cataract surgery with me, they'll tell you if they were put on the generic Catorolac drop, which is an ibuprofen-like drop that you use before and after cataract <laughs> surgery, they have to take it four times a day. All right, and they'll tell you that drop stings hmm. in no uncertain terms. They're happy to tell me that. And, and I say, yep, you're absolutely right. It's a little bit acidic. It's a little bit different from the generic. What about the generic? Something like Prolenzar Ilevro is the brand name for that. And the brand name, you only have to take once a day and does not sting. Hmm. So uh, there can be you know, a difference not only in the quality of it, but how often you have to use it, the convenience of it, and then as well as the comfort of it. So, yes, there are these things, 
And uh, I think we've expounded on the generics now long enough. <laughs> right now the time, 8.45. We are going to take a short break. And again, in studio with us this morning, Dr. Craig McCabe, eye doctor. If you have a question for us, just call or text either one, 615-893-1450. Again, 615-893-1450. Time, 8.46. Hi, this is Amanda at Animal City. Come see us at 919 Northwest Broad Street here in Murfreesboro. If you have dreamed of a tranquil garden pond as your oasis, come see us at Animal City. We carry all the supplies you need to start a garden pond or maintain the one you already own. Here at Animal City, we have everything you need to start your own garden pond. Come see us and let our 30 years worth of experience be helpful for you. You can find Animal City at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. We have a club steak, and the club steak can be cooked to any flavor that you want. It is the club steak. It's a seven-ounce piece of steak, and we named it that way because it looks like and has the shape of a golf club. We have a low-calorie menu and a low-carb menu. So depending on whatever diet that you like, we have options for you that are available at Demas's. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week at Demas's. A few scattered showers and thunderstorms at times this afternoon. Partial sunshine develops a high in the mid-80s. South winds around 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 70. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system. WGNS listeners get $50 off. 615-930-0088. A whole house air purifier. 615-930-0088. Family Staffing Solutions is proud of our local veterans. I'm Becky Bookner, and as life challenges appear, talk with Family Staffing Solutions about how we can help you stay at home. Call Family Staffing Solutions. Family Staffing Solutions. Good morning. There's still quite a bit of traffic here on 24, but it's moving up through the Hickory Hollow area. All that traffic flow continues down I-24 right now out of Coffee County coming past Epps Mill Road. We've seen a lot of radar out here, not only up and down 24, but sections of 840 this morning as well. Hey, Ripley's Aquarium, Sleep of the Sharks Family Edition. It's something the kids and the grandkids will love. Check it out at Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Restoration 1 of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration1MiddleTennessee.com. Locally and veteran-owned. Old friends, new name, better together as First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. We're Rutherford County's place to talk. Time right now, 849. Dr. Craig McCabe in studio with us this morning. Been talking about the eyes, uh, and of course, is his specialty, but also beauty. Uh, changing... <laughs> 
your appearance to look younger. What? What? Tell us about that. Well, you know, now that uh, we are demasking, and uh, more so in our state than in other states, but they're following a suit, is uh, people want to look a little better. They they may have seen themselves on Zoom more than they normally do and say, gosh, I would like to get rid of some of these wrinkles. I would like to get rid of some of these aging spots, whether it be on their face, uh, neck, chest, arms, hands. And, uh, you know, we have uh, the... Uh, the highest grade FDA uh, laser and intense pulse light treatment for that at our office. We also offer a full line of uh, Botox and fillers, uh, specializing in uh, lip fills for uh, young ladies and and older women as well. And uh, we would love to help you out with those things where we can make an absolute noticeable change and improvement um, whether it be getting rid of the aging spots, fixing fine lines and wrinkles, and uh, overall giving your skin a much better complexion and youthful look. So now as we demask and, uh, you know, before we were all covered up, I said, you know, it was great to get de- to get uh, orthodontics, you know, to get braces during that time because nobody be, knows. Yeah. But uh, now that we are demasking and uh, going back to somewhat normal life and hopefully everyone's gotten immunized, um, then, uh, you know, consider that. And we're happy to take care of it. And we uh, have uh, excellent prices on that. If you were to get fillers in your lips for example Mm -hmm. i know that's popular and has been for quite some time Mm -hmm. how long does it last how long do you have to go you know before you go for that second return visit and have to have them refilled if you would yeah and uh it depends on the filler and whether it's diluted the product that uh, the physician hopefully you're getting a physician to do this for you uh uses and uh, the ones we use uh, last uh, at least a year. Wow. And uh, they can last longer in, in younger people and in people that talk constantly through the day. They don't last as long. And in people that don't talk constantly through the day and uh, they're not younger, they last longer because they are metabolized according to use, interestingly. So, um, but uh you'll get uh, at least a year's worth of effect out of it. And these are simple procedures you do in your office. Mm -hmm. Are they painful? So, uh, you know, they can cause uh, some pain. And we take great efforts to uh, numb up the area with the strongest topical numbing uh, creams. And we also have uh, uh, the Nitronox creams. People have heard of uh, nitrous before, whether they go to dentists or whatever, but it uh, takes the edge off. Uh, you don't have to worry about getting over-sedated, and it's gone in five minutes after you've used it. So it's totally safe. You can drive there, drive back, no worries, and get something quick and easy done. Uh, make a significant improvement without much pain. However, the more you know, that you're trying to get done. If you're trying to get rid of deeper uh, wrinkles for a long-lasting time. So now we're talking about the lasers, uh, which have a greater effect. Um, Then uh, 
you know, you will have a few days downtime from that, and you will have some swelling from that. But it, it won't be anything that uh, you can't tolerate or anything that's significant like that. But there is a noticeable change there, and then that goes away after a few days, and uh, the results can be very long-lasting with that. Can Botox get rid of the wrinkles on my forehead? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, the wrinkles on your forehead um, from your frontalis muscle, those that are from the obicularis oculi, which are the crow's feet, uh, the procerus and stuff between your nose and your eyebrows, those are the mainstay of Botox treatment. Uh, and they absolutely will. The key on the forehead is that you use multiple little fine applications of it. Uh, and at our office, we try to give people a more youthful appearance without looking, you know, a little bit different like they've had something done you know they yeah. just look better more refreshed and uh you know younger i would say so absolutely that works well i'll tell you i also use it on myself because i have some bruxism well i don't know what that is bruxism that is when you clench or grind your teeth and a lot of people do that and some <laughs> botox into the uh, masseter muscles uh, which are the muscles of jaw uh, mastication or chewing and such. That's what clenches. And so it has worked very well for me for that. So I am a proponent for that as well. And there's all other kind of things. Let's say your smile's a little crooked. It's not your fault the way you were born. You know, we can adjust all those things to straighten it out. And so we'd love to see you. And you can come in for a consultation. And we can tell you what's available What's the state-of-the-art treatment now to get these things improved? And another question is, can Botox help with my headaches? Oh, absolutely. You can Google these things, and Botox does. If you have the type of migraineous headaches uh, that affect, you know, above your eyebrows, around your eyes, uh, many people that have these uh, will give testament that this is a, a great treatment. The only thing with the Botox is, you know, you'll get three, four, perhaps six months out of it, and then you'll need another application. But it absolutely does work where other pills and such may have side effects like we talked about, maybe aren't quite as effective, but uh, this can help you quite a bit. Is it expensive? Yeah, it is. Of course, I think everything's expensive these days, <laughs> and it seems like inflation is going up. They're not talking about it in the news, but I think they're going to say within the next several months that it definitely is climbing. Yeah. But I think that uh, the benefit for what you get is well worth it, um, not only cosmetically, but if we're talking function and migraine headaches and other things like this, it can really be a lifesaver. Yeah, imagine helping somebody get rid of a headache that they constantly have. I mean, that'd be great. Well, there are, there are people that have headaches a few times every week that really affect their performance at their jobs and other things. And uh, they've tried the pills, and oftentimes you don't take these till after the headache begins, and the horse is kind of out of the barn there. Where if you can have something that helps relieve these things, there are people with muscle tension headaches that get the injections uh, around their neck, and so these can uh, really help quite a bit. Yeah, some people have such bad headaches they have, you know, they're nauseous because of it, and that's a miserable feeling. 
oh yeah, there's a spectrum to everything, and then uh, you may know someone that has bad migraines where you know they just want to be in a fetal position in a dark room and everybody leave me alone and try to go to sleep and sleep it off. But uh, most people, it's you know, if it wakes you up from sleep and it's a throbbing headache, you feel it there in your forehead, these are uh, very good patients to treat with the Botox. Now, with the age spots, getting rid of those, is that a difficult procedure? And do you have to come back and follow up, you know, every month? How long does that take? So there's an intense pulse light treatment. And I actually think we have the best intense pulse light treatment machine on the market for this. We've had exceptionally good results with this. Uh, I use it on myself and, you know, being a golfer and a tennis player and fishing all my life outside, my hands looked like they were about 90 years old. (laughs) And now they look pretty doggone good. I'm pretty happy with it. And we can do the same thing for uh, age spots on the face, neck, chest. Um, you want to look good this summer. Now that we're taking the mass off, we can help you with that. So a lot of these treatments, they are longer term. In other words, you, you know, it's not every two weeks you have to come in and get something redone. I mean, this lasts. No, I mean, lo- lots of times, and it depends upon how significant and deep the issue is. But uh, often, uh, you know, with the Botox, it's a one time, and then you come back typically every four to six months. And then with... Uh, other things with the lasers and such, uh, you'll get an initial package of three that are about three weeks apart, and then uh, once a year or two after that to maintain. We're already out of time, so if anybody listening wants to get more information, what do they need to do? You know, give us a call at McCabe Vision Center, 615-904-9024. Look us up on Facebook. Go to our website, mccabevisioncenter.com. There's all kinds of resources there for you. Uh, give us a call. We'd, uh, we'd love to help you. Again, Dr. Craig McCabe in studio, eye doctor right here in Murfreesboro. Thank you for joining us this morning. Oh, my pleasure. I hope everyone has a great week, and we'll see you next month. Time right now, 9 o'clock. We're going to post this audio on our website under the podcast section, all at wgnsradio.com. Stay with us. Local news followed by national news comes your way next right here on WGNS, your good neighbor station since 1947.